Well, firstly, thank you for so much for all the amazing support of emails and messages and texts that I've got during the week. I don't think I've ever had so many texts and emails and supportive messages in the last 23 years. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely uh, thankful. They've been incredibly, incredibly encouraging. So I want to start off this morning and uh, I want to read a passage from Ephesians chapter 1 from the Message Bible. And uh, this is uh, one of my favorite passages. It's just uh, absolutely um, mind-boggling. And uh, this is what Paul says to the church at Ephesus in the Message Bible. He says, I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this this glorious way of life that he has for Christians. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him, endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from the death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe Everything from galaxies to governments. No name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all. Has the final word on everything. And at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. Amen? Amen. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. Amen. That's a good word, isn't it? That's a really, really good verse. I I just get so encouraged by that. And so you can see when you travel around Europe and you see these huge, huge... um, massive cathedrals and the like, you can see how the church indeed in those times was the center focus. Everything flowed out from the church. And God wants to reinstate that. He wants that to, um, he, he wants to bring that influence back in and through the local church. Okay, last week, Kevin Fallon brought a word that really unsettled a lot of people. And I wanted just to clarify and expand on some of the points to give us a clearer understanding of what we believe that God is saying to Church Unlimited as a whole, and specifically to Church Unlimited Whangarei, because I believe that uh, God has an exceptional and an exciting plan for each and every one of us. Amen? And um, to do this, though, I need to be a little bit more teachy this morning, okay? So if you can just bear with me, I want to just lay some foundations, some line upon line, and uh, we'll see what God's Word has to say about that. But firstly, let me say that Kevin is a prophet who has been really, really, really accurate over the years. Uh, I think we need to recognize that in prophecy, there are three elements to prophecy. First of all, there is revelation. In other words, what you see or what you hear. Uh, Secondly, there is interpretation, what it means. And thirdly, there is application, how you apply it. To yourself. So you can have the right revelation 
and the wrong interpretation or application, and it can cause things to go skew with. An example of this would be uh, with a great prophet of the New Testament called Agabus. He was the regional head prophet. And in Acts 21 verse 10, he comes over to Paul, the apostle. He takes Paul's belt. Uh, Agabus ties his own hands and his own feet with with Paul's belt. And he says, the Holy Spirit says, in this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. Okay. Uh, Agabus's revelation, what he saw, was absolutely correct. His interpretation was right. In other words, uh, Paul was going to be bound and handed over to the Gentiles. But his ap- application was wrong because he says, So don't go, Paul. Don't go. If you go up to Jerusalem, this is what's going to happen to you. So don't go. But we all know that it was God's plan and was God's purpose that that Paul would be handed over to the Gentiles. So in this situation, this great prophet had a great word from God, had the right interpretation of that word, but had the wrong application. Kevin's interpreted word to the CU, the Church Unlimited campus leaders and campuses, was that we have to become disciples of Tark. That's basically uh, what he said. And that is a right word and an incredibly challenging word for Tark and for us. But what it means and how we interpret, how we apply this, is what I want to try and bring some perspective and clarity to this morning. Because as Tark's as Tark disciples us, actually, we become more fruitful and more fruitful disciples, become more mature and more fruitful disciples of Christ. And so I firstly need to say that as we read in that passage in Ephesians, Christ is the head of the church, amen? And we are to become Christians or little Christs or disciples of Christ. We had to go out into all the world and make disciples of Christ for Jesus Christ. Every one of us is on a journey. Every one of us needs to change. Everyone needs to grow to become more like Christ. Turn to the person next to you and say, grow up. (laughs) We need to grow up. Everyone need, every one of us needs to be extended. The way we were two years ago is not enough to get the job done today that Christ has called us to do today. We have to grow and we need to be extended. Okay, uh, seven years ago I planted a gristlinia hedge. Actually, went round to Colin Thorne's place, saw his fantastic hedge, and thought, I want one of those. So planted this hedge, and that's, that's our hedge three years down the track. Now, to, to cut this hedge, I bought a hedge trimmer. Really good hedge trimmer. Battery operated. Did a fantastic job. Absolutely brilliant hedge trimmer. But then the hedge grew, and I don't know where, how clearly you can see that, but I went to cut our hedge two weeks ago, 
and that hedge was beyond me. Uh, partly because my, my wife, got to blame her, she's not here, she's in children's church, <laughs> she likes the hedge taller. She wants it bigger. She didn't want it at this height. She wants it up here. And so I got started on this hedge, and while I could trim the face of the hedge, I couldn't lean over. It was so wide, I couldn't, I couldn't lean over to finish it. And I thought, well, what do I do? I've got a stepladder. I can use a stepladder, but that was a bit of a pain, and I'm looking for the easy way out, so I go to Bunnings. And I thought, what can I do? Uh, I could just get a hedge trimmer with a bigger bar on it, and then I thought, nah. The mother of all hedge trimmers. Look at that. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, and what's more, what's more, it's got another extension on it so I can make it twice as tall and I can get down behind our one and a half meter. Um, <laughs> That's a Ryobi, yes. So I can get down, uh, down the bottom of the bank there. I can get up. I can do the other side. It's absolutely brilliant. But basically, it's, a, it's just about exactly the same trimmer. has the same batteries. So I didn't have to buy new batteries and new charger. But it has an extension on it. And the thing is that the hedge that I've got today, the job I had to do today couldn't be done with the old tools. And the job that you've got to do today can't be done with the gifts and maturity that you had five years ago. It's not going to work. We, we need to grow. In fact, in 2 Peter 1, it says that unless we have faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and love in increasing measure, we will be ineffective and unproductive. And so basically what that says is that we need to grow. We need to grow and we need to keep on growing. We need that extension to what we've got. We've got to keep growing. You've heard me say before that healthy things grow. Growing things change. Changing things challenge. Challenge forces us to trust God. Trust leads to obedience. Obedience makes us healthy, and healthy things grow. Change is always challenging, but it's the way forward. It's the way forward to mature. Now, in the church environment, the mechanism by which we are helped to grow and mature by others is called discipleship. The great news is that we weren't created to do life by ourselves. But God has created what he calls his body, the church, to help us grow and mature and fulfill our destiny. Christ created the church himself for his glory, but for our benefit. So, independent Christ believers who live outside of the church, never maximize their fruitfulness because Christ himself has created the church. 
He promises to build his church, and he loves his church, and it's for his glory, and it's for our benefit. So when we see, when we have uh, new Christians, uh, we want them to grow. We want them to grow up into everything that Christ has for them. So we have new Christian classes. And you know that the new Christian class leader disciples the new Christian and helps them to grow in Christ. Not to be like the, so much like the leader, but to be like Christ. In our life groups, which, by the way, everyone should be involved with in a small group. The bigger a church grows, the more we have to work at becoming smaller. And life groups is our main pastoral care structure in the church. But in our life groups, the life group leader disciples the life group members and helps facilitate growth in their lives. And all of our Church Unlimited life group leaders should be carrying the same heart the same vision, the same values as we have here at Church Unlimited because if they carry a different vision, then we would have more than one vision, which is division. Division. Okay, in fact, I was talking to a young pastor this last week who was asking me for advice about what to do with one of his leaders who had some key differences of opinion. So I asked him, would you want another 30 people in your church with those opinions? And he said, of course not. And I said to him, well, leaders multiply after their own kind. So either you have to change the leader's opinions or change the leaders. You can't have division in the church. God wants there to be unity. And every church is different. It's like a stained glass window with the light shining through it. On the other side, there are reds and greens and yellows and blues. They all reflect the light in a different way. And so you've got different churches that all reflect the, the light of God in a slightly different way. Not wrong, but just, just different. Um, Penny and I have been discipling and helping people grow and mature in Christ here for the last 23 years. It's our passion and our calling. The Apostle Paul actually doesn't talk about discipleship so much. In fact, discipleship isn't a word that's used in the New Testament at all in the Bible. He talks more about the father-son relationship rather than the discipleship relationship. And he says in 1 Corinthians 4.15, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Now, what was Paul saying? Was he wanting a whole bunch of little Pauls around the place? No, not so much. Because some of the people that were imitating Paul were married, and he wasn't married. Some of the people uh, that were imitating Paul were Gentiles, and Paul was a Jew. Now, what he was saying in terms of imitate me, he was saying, hey, look at my life and the way that I serve Jesus Christ. Look at the giftings I've got and imitate me. Pick those things and follow those as you grow up in Jesus Christ. Not only has Christ given us his Holy Spirit to help us empower us with giftings to become more like him, but he has given us people 
to help us, to guide us, and to lead us. And these are not just people with a gifting, but these are people with a calling. Okay, in Ephesians 4 verse 11, it says, and this is a really key scripture. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And let me just stop there just for a second. Um, from the 70s onward, God has been restoring revelation on uh, the office of these, what we call the ascension gifts. Uh, so we have got to know what the gifting of the teacher is, the gifting of the pastor. Uh, we have an understanding of the gifting of the evangelist. The gifting of the prophet, we sort of know by their fruits what they're like. But the gifting of the apostle is some uh, that is not clearly understood in the body of Christ. Okay, but he gives these people to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the whole purpose of these people is to help the body of Christ grow up. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body joins and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So, in October, Penny and I spent two weeks with David Pierce at Steiger headquarters in Germany. David has an apostolic evangelistic calling and anointing. So we noticed that everyone there that had been discipled by David or are in that place of accepting David as their father in the faith, everyone there had a passion for the lost, a passion to see communities changed, an evangelistic fervor and anointing that I hadn't seen in any other group. But it was basically just like David. It was incredibly obvious. And it rubbed, up on, it rubbed up on us as well when we were there. I came away from there having a greater passion for the lost, a greater passion to see my community changed. Uh, it impacted me as I sat under the authority of the ascension-gifted evangelist and the apostle. Now, I need to explain the working of the apostle because Ephesians 2 verse 19 tells us that the church is built on the foundation of the apostle and the prophet. The church is built on the foundation of the, the apostle and the prophet. An apostle was a Roman emissary whose job was to go into conquered cities and territories and change their culture and values to the values of Rome. So when Rome conquered a place, they would send in an apostle. 
And the job of that apostle was to bring the literature, was to bring the culture, was to bring the values into that that conquered city so that that conquered city would become a little Rome. And that was their job throughout the conquered world. So apostles of Jesus Christ are people that Christ has given to the church and empowered them to guide and train and disciple the church to affect the spreading of kingdom values and kingdom influence and kingdom culture into the community. So apostles are culture changers. And whenever you see an apostle, you will see the culture of uh, the places that they are working changing to become more kingdom orientated. In the process, we mature and become more Christ-like. One of the reasons why the board of Crossroads Community Church a number of years ago wanted to become part of Church Unlimited is because we recognized the apostolic prophetic mantle on Pastor Tark and we wanted to be part of that. We felt that as a church we had been missing out on that apostolic uh, leadership and uh, we wanted to place ourselves under that. We wanted the same passion, we wanted the same vision, the same values, the same influence that Pastor Tark has to be on us and our church and our people. See, Pastor Tark has been fathering, he's been discipling Church Unlimited since its inception uh, because it's his vision, it's his values, it's his sense of culture, of kingdom culture that are being outworked in all of our campuses now. And that is a God-anointed function of leadership. The anointing and authority that comes with that apostolic gifting helps us to mature and grow in our faith and become more like Jesus Christ. In Matthew 8, verse um, 5 to 10, there's an interesting passage. Uh, Most of you will know it as the story of the centurion. Centurion is a Roman commander. He comes to Jesus, asking Jesus to heal his servant. And Jesus said to him, Shall I come... And heal your servant. And the Roman centurion says, no, 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 don't don't come. Um, He says, I basically understand the flow of authority and the power of command. I've got soldiers and I say the one do this and another to do that and I do that. And I tell my Um, commanders underneath me, and they tell their people. So this guy knew what it was to lead. He understood the power. He understood the flow of authority in that situation. So he says to Jesus, just say the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus describes this man as having great faith because he understood the authority that Jesus had and the flow of power, and the flow of anointing through God-given authorities. And so he understood that if Jesus just said the word, it was going to happen. Because Jesus had the authority to make it happen. When we have a revelation 
of the nature of covering and the flow of the anointing through God-ordained authorities, it'll cause our faith to grow. It'll cause our faith to rise up, and you'll begin to believe for and tap into the same giftings as those that you've placed yourself under. Remember that the goal of Christ in giving the church a sense in gifted leaders, as we read in Ephesians 4, is so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Many of you will know Psalm 133, which says how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing oil that flows down from the head of Aaron, the high priest, and flows down from his head down through his garments. And then it goes on and said, For there God commands the blessing, life forevermore. That place of commanded blessing is the result of being in right relationship in unity and understanding the nature of the flow of the anointing from the head, who is Jesus Christ, down through the body. Hebrews 6 verse 12 says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So over the years, there have been many great men and great women of God that I have imitated in my journey to become more like Jesus Christ. And as I look around here, I know there will be many of you who have got heroes in the faith, uh, people that you think, man, they're absolutely fantastic. I want to be like them. I want to take the attributes that they have, and I want them to be attributes that I have. I read some books by Wesley Jewell. I've never uh, met the guy. But man, he just so impacted me with respect to, to prayer. Uh, I read another one, Seven Great Prayer Warriors. And uh, these books just absolutely excited me. And the people that were reading, uh, that was talking about, inspired me to press in more and become more like Jesus Christ. I remember the very first time that Bill Hybels had a meeting in New Zealand. Uh, I went down to that meeting in Auckland, and uh, it was fantastic. I'd never heard of the guy before uh, much, uh, but I read up on him before I went to the meeting. And at halfway during the meeting, when um, Bill wasn't there, the person who had convened the meeting said, look, I just want you to know that Bill Hybels has flown at his own expense from uh, Sydney to New Zealand to speak to this group. He is not asking for any honorarium. He is not asking any payment. He is here simply because he has a heart to raise the level of leadership in the body of Christ. And I thought, wow, I like that heart. I want to be like that. I want to have a heart which invests in the kingdom. And so uh, we have the opportunity to Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And as a campus pastor, uh, my 
submission to the authority that has been given to Pastor Tuck helps me personally to grow and mature in Christ and inherit what has been promised for me. In our transition, I think probably more than anybody else, the greatest transition had to happen in me. Because for the previous 21 years, uh, I was the head of the board. I was the one that was speaking vision. I was the one that was setting goals. I was the one uh, that, the, uh, that the giftings flowed through. And I had to come to a place where I was prepared to lay all of that down and serve another man's vision. But in doing that, that has been so releasing and has caused personal growth and personal maturity in Christ as I have submitted to Tark's authority. And it helps me to pass on this to help you come into everything that God has for you. See, apart from Pastor Tark's apostolic office and giftings, there are a number of things that I see about Tark that I want to grow and imitate in my life. First of all, his commitment to prayer. Pastor Tark has an unwavering commitment to prayer and the belief that God answers the prayers of his people. And I want to come under that mantle. I want to grow in that area because we will never break through in our city or in our personal lives without growing in prayer. Interestingly, God is using Pastor Tark more than anybody else in this nation to bring about a thirst for prayer in churches. And so he is leading combined churches' prayer meetings from Kaitaia to Invercargill. And because of his challenge in that whole area of prayer, at a staff meeting a few months ago, we thought, wouldn't it be great to get together with other churches and pray on a more regular basis? So I took my proposal to the Whangarei Ministers Association, and as a result of that, I'm coordinating the combined church's prayer in the city. And next year, the last Sunday of every month, we will have a combined church prayer meeting in the city. And it'll be at different churches, different hosting churches. The whole point to raise the level of prayer in our city and raise the level of unity. So CU, Church Unlimited, has a commitment to prayer that has been birthed out of Pastor Tark's heart for prayer. And that flows into the second area that I want to imitate in, and that's hearing from God and being led by the Holy Spirit. Pastor Tark isn't perfect. Uh, in fact, he tells us that all the time when we get together with him. But I, I, I trust Tark because when I talk to him about areas of difference, and there have been a number of areas of difference over the last couple of years, when I've talked to him about these things, some of these have been uh, structural situations. Some of these have been the way that we do things as Church Unlimited, uh, the way that the campuses are set up, things like this. Uh, when I talk to him about these differences, I know that he will pray about what I'm talking about, and I am confident that the Holy Spirit will speak to him, and that has happened on a number of occasions over the last two years. So quite significant changes have happened because um, we as a campus have brought something to Pastor Tark. Uh, he 
has prayed about it and over the next few months has instigated it in Church Unlimited. See, he's a guy who wants to be guided and led by the Holy Spirit, and that's really, really exciting, and that creates trustworthiness. I was talking to a guy in our congregation about his business a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying, you know, I do things like this and this and this. He says, but my wife, she won't do anything without hearing from God. And I thought, wow, that is so good. That is one of the attributes of Pastor Tark being outworked in our congregation. Tark wants to hear from God, be led by the Spirit all the time, and God is speaking. Those of you who have been in church through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s will know that there was a time during the 80s where the Word of God was rare in terms of significant prophetic words to the church. It was just a time when, when the whole prophetic thing was just shut down. I think church growth and the models of man got in the way of the Spirit of God and the heart of God for His church. This year, God has been speaking a lot to us at Church Unlimited with some amazing words. And one of these weeks, I'm going to just do a whole sermon on the words that God has been speaking to us because they have been really, really, really significant. Uh, and they've come from well-known, trusted, worthy, prophetic voices. Like um, a few weeks back, Pastor Tark is down at a combined ministers meeting in Queenstown. It's a meeting with all of the ministers of all of the larger churches in New Zealand. And they're looking at how to work together, what's happening, all these sort of things. Uh, there was no flow of the Holy Spirit in a sense of um, uh, dramatic words or anything else, except that one of the minister's wives, who is a well-known prophetess, stood up and said, I've got a word for Pastor Tark and Adrian. It was the only word that was given at the whole conference. And she said, prepare for a second wave of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your sails. Catch what God is doing. And that was the only word that was given to any minister at the whole of that that conference. Why is God speaking through the prophetic to Pastor Tark? Well, one of the reasons why he's speaking is because he knows that Pastor Tark is hungry to hear from him. We all need that hunger and thirst to personally hear from God. We need to develop the understanding that hearing the voice of God is vital. It's absolutely essential for life. Psalm 81 verse 8 says this, hear me, my people, and I will warn you if you would only listen to me. Verse 11, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes? Wow. We need to... Be hungry to hear from God. And not just a God wants to bless you type word. 
but specific words, uh, directional words. Because when you follow God's direction, uh, that results in fruitfulness. I, I really think, for instance, um, Milk and Honey uh, restaurant is the result of getting a word from God that was percolating in the leaders' hearts and seeing that come to fruition. It was a thing of God, and that's why God is blessing that place. Also, we need to grow in faith. I mean, Tark's a man of faith, Hebrews 11:6, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So faith is believing that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. Now, I consider myself to be a reasonably mature Christian which you would expect after so many years of studying the Word, living out the Word, etc. But when I get round past the tark, my faith is challenged. I'm thinking, whoa, is, what is that about? And he, he will say things because he's heard things from God. And when you, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when you hear God speak to you, your faith will grow. If your faith isn't growing, it's probably because, number one, you're not hearing what God is saying to you, and secondly, you're not exercising your faith, because it's like a muscle. If you don't use your muscles, they're going to wither. You need to be exercising. You need to be stepping out. You need to be moving out from your comfort zone. So my faith is stretched just by being around Tark and in a sense by distance learning and example. So your faith can also be stretched. And as I said before, when you recognize the flow of anointing through God-given authority, your faith will grow as you step out of your comfort zone and begin to exercise it. So basically what I'm saying is, hey, if you see that there is a mantle of faith on Pastor Tark, then as Church Unlimited, we should be taking that and say, well, God, uh, that's going to flow. We can expect that. I should be growing in faith also. And finally, Pastor Tark has a passion for revival in New Zealand. Let's have the musicians just come now. If ever you're in, a, in Pastor Tark's home or in a small group meeting and Pastor Tark starts to talk about revival in New Zealand, I can't remember one time where he hasn't broken down, where the anointing of God just comes on him because his burden, his passion for revival in New Zealand is a God-given burden. You know, the Bible says that God looked for a man to stand in the gap on behalf of the, the city, on behalf of the land, and he couldn't find one. And so he had no option but to destroy it. That is not going to be the case with New Zealand. Because there are men and women who have an absolute burden to stand in the gap on behalf of our land and pray that God will visit us afresh. Amen. We have the greatest national anthem in the world. God of nations at thy feet. At thy feet.
at thy feet. What a fantastic, every time we have an all-black match, every time we have a cricket match that they sing this national anthem, it does something in my spirit. Something rises up and I proclaim and I begin to say, God, that's your plan for us in New Zealand. That's your plan. Your plan is not to leave us as we are, but your plan is to take this nation for yourself. Your plan is to make the land of the long white cloud the land of the Holy Spirit. Where is that burden? Yeah, come on, let's give the Lord a clap. That's a burden. That's a mantle. That's something that God has placed on Pastor Tark and placed on Church Unlimited. And we are going to do everything we can to see that come about. We need that passion. We need that anointing. Jesus talking. Matthew 10, 41. It says, whoever welcomes someone known to be a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. What it means is that when you recognize the office of a person, when you recognize the mantle that's on that person and you receive them as that mantle, then there is the reward of that reception. In other words, there is the, you are unlocking the flow of that thing in your own life. So when you see a prophet and you recognize them as a, as a prophet and you receive that, then you open yourselves up for prophetic words and they'll flow. As we recognize the apostolic anointing that is on Pastor Tark, there is an opening up to the fruit of that and the giftings of that and the power of that office to flow down, not just in creating value, not just in creating influence, but in every area of our lives. So Christ wants each of us to know him better, to grow and mature and fulfill our potential in him. But we can't do it by ourselves. And we haven't been created to do it by ourselves. God, Jesus Christ, has provided for us the church. And in the environment of the church, we can be challenged, we can be blessed, we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be everything that Jesus Christ has planned and purposed for us to be. And by recognizing and receiving Pastor Tark's leadership over CU, we release the flow of his giftings to us. And I want that because I want to become more like Christ. Amen? But I want to take on Pastor Tark's passion for prayer. His unwavering commitment to hearing from and being led by the Holy Spirit. I want to grow in faith. And I thank God for his example in that area. And I want to see New Zealand saved. Anyone else like that? Yeah, come on, stand with me. Let's have the ministry team just come forward.
a few weeks ago, just an ordinary service in Church Unlimited. We saw 60 first-time decisions, mainly in Church Unlimited West on that weekend. But God is moving by His Holy Spirit. How does revival happen? It it happens one revived heart at a time. Next Sunday night, we've got a Christmas Across the World event. Don't use that just as a great time to have fun and fellowship, which it will be. It'll be fantastic. And it's going to be great seeing the kids. Use this as an opportunity to invite an unsaved friend. I know I will be. So I'm going to bring two unsaved friends to that particular event. Why don't you do the same thing? And bring enough food for them as well, by the way, just so we... And see what God will do. Because there is a time, there is a season. It was really significant, the word that um, Penny had. Uh, just as we were worshiping, she said, hey, I've got a word from God. Can I bring it? She told me what it was about, and my heart lifted. Let me just reiterate that again. Basically, God was saying that there is, in a nutshell, there's revival coming, but He's wanting us to mature. He's wanting us to grow up so that we can hold the revival that He's bringing us. Amen? And we want to see that. So, people, let's, let's, let's make that commitment to to grow in God, not to be the same as we were five years or ten years ago, but let's grow up in Christ and see what He'll do and take on those attributes that Pastor Tark has so that we can be better equipped to, to fulfill the plans and the purposes that God has for us. Amen? Amen. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, in a moment we're just going to sing a song. You're one prayer away from getting your life back on track with God. Why don't you say, God, come into my life. I want to know you. This God that we're talking about, this God that has given people to the church, this God who has gifted us, this God who has given us new life, this God who has given us peace, this God who has given us eternal life wants to be part of your life. And if you don't know him, then come and talk to someone up the front. We want you to know him. But if also, if you're facing a situation or circumstance where you need a breakthrough, I just really feel that uh, with what has been happening, God wants to break through in individual lives. So if you're facing a problem in your, in your work, come and let's pray and let's see what God will do. If you need to be healed, why don't you come and give op- opportunity for the Holy Spirit to touch you and to heal you If you are struggling with relationships, then come. Let's stand together as the body of Christ. And let's, in that place of unity, see commanded blessing happen here today in your life. Amen.